Looking for the best place to buy tickets for any of your favorite teams or sporting events? We've got the spot. Our partner, StubHub, has been the leading ticket marketplace in the world for over 20 years, providing a 100% guarantee with every order. From a worldwide selection of live events, the widest choice of tickets and industry-leading partnerships, StubHub has what you need to purchase with confidence. StubHub, an official partner of The Athletic. I'm Josh Giddy and I'm down to dunk. Hey, this is Kenny Hustle and I'm down to dunk. I'm Darius Baisley and I'm down to dunk. I'm Mike Muscala and I'm down to dunk. This is Poku and I'm down to dunk. I love cereal. Captain Crunch. Cinnamon Toast Crunch. Crackling Oat Brand. Oh, I can have these. I'm going to share with my team, but I'm a hog most of them. Hey everybody, this is Andrew Schlecht. Hope you're doing well. Uh, I'm not on today's episode. Michele uh, was gracious enough to do a solo podcast today. Uh, I'm taking a little bit of a breather before the lottery, so I hope you guys enjoy his show. Before we get started, I did want to remind you guys to come out to the Jones Assembly in downtown Oklahoma City. The party's officially from 6 to 9 p.m., but you can show up as early as like 5, 5.30. I would rec- actually recommend that to make sure that you get a place and you get some food, uh, maybe do a little deep breathing exercises before the lottery starts. Uh, come hang out with us. It's going to be a great time. You Again, you do not want to be alone on lottery night. And you maybe you're not alone, but maybe you're at home and you have nobody that can match your thunder lottery energy. And this is the place for that. Everybody there is going to have your back, whether it's celebrating a top three pick or mourning a six, seven, eight pick. Whatever it is, we'll all be there and all understand how each other feel, which I think is important. It's going to be important. And it's an important day in Thunder history. And you want to make sure that you are with a bunch of Thunder fans on really, there's not going to be very many more Thunder Lottery days, or at least we hope not, in the next decade or so. So you're going to want want to be here with a bunch of Thunder fans that understand it. So be there, the Jones Assembly, downtown OKC, from 6 to 9 p.m. Uh, I will stop blabbing now and let Michele talk because uh, Michele is awesome. And I'm thankful that he did this. So enjoy the pod and we will see you guys at the Jones Assembly tomorrow night. Hello and welcome to an episode of Down to Dunk. Um, I'm Mikel Berra. I am the solo host of the show today. Um, this is Lottery Eve, guys. It's... Uh, it's a troubled time to be alone, um, and so since I have to do this podcast and I want to do podcasts on Monday, I ask you for questions, and boy, oh boy, you you delivered. Um, I don't know if I will get to every question, but thank you all, and I mean, it's tomorrow, guys. It's really tomorrow. Okay, um, let's jump in, and the first question comes from... Ravens number one, 
at Appetizer Giro. Uh, Miki, have you been to OKC to see a game yet? And if so, what's your favorite thing to eat while visiting? Um, yes, I've been there. I think it was 2017. I watched a ga- two games, one against Miami and the, one, the other one against Portland. One and one, um, the split. So uh, it was um, an okay visit. Uh, I, I haven't... I mean, I, I was uh, there for just two days and I haven't had a chance to really eat Oklahoma food. Um, but then I went to Texas. I know that this will sound extremely offensive to uh, OKC natives, so please like, stay with me for another two seconds. And I had barbecue. They told me that Oklahoma barbecue eats amazing and next time I want to try that because I had a very, very good uh, barbecue in, in Austin. So next time I, I'll try to do that in OKC. I had a great coffee though at Elemental, uh, a very good coffee even for Italian standards. So that was a very good moment. Uh, Logan F. Goodner, what's the drink of the summer? Last year it was Aperol Spritz. Yes, um, it's. You know what? Last weekend um, I was in touring with my brother, the Olympian, and he had a very, very fancy drink. It is called the Yugo. It's uh, Prosecco, it's uh, Seltz, and then Elderflower and Mint. That is quite good. Yugo. Uh, never heard of it before Saturday, and I had a sip, and next time I will get one myself when I don't drive. Um, but it's very good. You should, uh, you should really try that. Okay, next one uh, from Talon Shin. OKC is unlikely to use 2023 pick swap with uh, LA Clippers. Can they trade this to a team um, more likely to use it for, say, a second round pick? Uh, Yes, they can, but no, I would not do that. Uh, What you can do is saying, hey, if we use the swap then nothing happens. Uh, if we don't, you could use the swap and you give me um, basically your second rounder or something like that. Um, that can I think it can be done, something like this. Um, but I, I think it will require now that I'm thinking about it, I don't think I don't think you can do it. Uh, sorry, uh, um, you you can't because that implies that uh, the Clippers will have to agree to swap again uh, with that team, uh, and I don't think that they will do it for a second rounder. So say that there is a team that is speaking in the twenties, and uh, the Clippers would have to say, "Hey, uh, yes, we swap also with you." Uh, but doesn't make any sense for them. So, um, no, uh, I don't think that you can actually do uh, a trade like that. Uh, it has to involve the Clippers, and OKC cannot do that directly. Um, and, of course, if OKC is the one to use the swap, then uh, it doesn't make any sense for OKC to trade that for a second-round pick. Um, so, no, uh, in general, no. Sanadu Thruder, uh, would love to hear your thoughts on specific bets that could work with a Thunder team playing game, uh, games of consequence. Obviously, it depends on conception of the team as draft continues, uh, but shooting like Herder, Lavert, Buddy, Joe Harris are the bets that could be a good fit for OKC in two years. Um, I think that shooting is something that you probably 
uh, need going forward. And so veterans like that, I would scratch uh, Buddy Hield, uh, I would scratch Lavert because he's not a shooter. Um, but I think that the veteran that provides greedy defense and a tide of shooting, that is a player that I want in my team in two years. Um, but I'm not sure that guys like that will uh, likely uh, be willing to to go for, uh, to OKC in free agency. So you have to pick guys under contract. Uh, Joe Harris is a nice player uh, conceptually. I don't think I don't know how much he can stay healthy to provide good value. He's already on a very um, fat contract, and um, I'm not sure if that is money that are well spent. Um, I think that the guy um, like Herder can surely fit, but again, uh, would you trade for a guy like that? It costs a lot, and I don't think that the value proposition is there. So it's hard to trade for uh, shooters that don't play defense. Um, I mean, you've seen it with Duncan Robinson, he's barely playing. Um, so guys like Herder, probably are going to be in the same boat. Uh, Herder is a little bit of a better shooter, but I don't know. Um, from the top of my head, I mean, I would love to have a guy like Kyle Lowry on my team. Um, he, a guy that can really guard the, the point of attack and, and be um, a threat enough on offense for that to make sense, to, to, to guard him. So a guy like that would be amazing uh, for OKC alongside Shea, alongside even Giddy, because he can play on and off the ball. Um, I would love to have a guy like Lonzo uh, on my team, uh, a guy that can, again, hit a shot and be prolific enough on defense, and a guy that doesn't need the ball in his hands. I know that he sounds like a playmaker, but he's really not, and defensively is quite good. So guys like that are, I think, uh, good alongside Shea um, and, and Giddy. Um, Kyle Van Dyke. Are there any players you would trade one or both of the lottery picks for? Uh, not today. I don't think that it makes any sense uh, for OKC to to move two picks. Of course, if you are thinking hypothetical, of course, if you can get uh, an All NBA kind of guy, you do it. But why do you want to do it today? You don't have an infrastructure of a team that can take that guy and with him move to move forward. Suppose that you trade for a guy like Kawhi. He will make your team immensely better. But, but the favorite? No. And you don't trade everything for a guy that you don't know if he's going to stay. You don't know how it will gel with your, your, with your own guys. And I mean, it, that is why you don't push the button. Trading uh, for a player like that means pushing the button. Uh, and I'm not ready for that. And I, th I don't think that OKC should do that uh, anytime soon. Uh, but yeah, sure. And all NBA, yes, in principle, that is what you keep your picks for. The ones in the future, though, when you are 40, 38, 40, 42 wins team uh, with players that you are seeing developing, then and if you have a chance to to grab a guy like Kawhi, sure, do it. That is the thing that you should do when you are almost there, and you really need someone that can put you over that mediocre but solid but very solid team. Um. Logan F. Goodner, do you think Baze would have been better if he'd actually gone to college? When do you think it's better for a prospect to come out for the draft or wait a bit? I think that Baze did well for himself. <laughs> He's making millions, and there is no way to know uh, that a year that a year of college would improve that. Uh, I mean, think about B.J. Boston, a guy with um, 
not a similar skill set, but a guy that in high school was highly touted. He went to college and he disappeared. And now he's making way less than basically. So I think that when you have uh, the talent to be drafted in the first round, uh, but you don't necessarily have um, like top three kind of talent, if you have a promise, you, you, you can go. Like think about Marcus Smart. He decided to go back to college. Did that improve his stocks? Maybe. Uh, Porzingis did that. He waited a year and then he was a top four pick uh, compared to a top 15 pick. But he was making money uh, in Europe. So it, it's, it's really, really difficult to read this. Uh, again, I think that if you have a promise, you, you can declare and be happy with that. Um, too good to tank forever. What's your favorite aperitivo, restaurant, food, drink? So are these four categories, uh, aperitivo? Um, as of late, I know that this is boring, but um, we, usually, we usually do it uh, at home. So we take uh, uh, salame, which is um, something like prosciutto, but very more, like a little bit more spicy. It's, uh, it's basically a sausage, a raw sausage. Um, um, then we have pieces of parmigiano and we usually drink just a glass of sparkling wine my favorite food as of late again this is this will sound boring and completely italian but there is nothing that gives me more pleasure than making my own pizza uh with the kids and so that is the go-to if i have to go um out and i i want to get uh, a crazy dinner i did that for my uh, 10th anniversary with wife and we went out and 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 basically had a coquillage uh dinner with just um uh, again raw raw uh coquillage which is delish like uh, oysters and stuff like that with uh with a very nice french wine um so there's that i hope that is um good enough answer i know that nothing of this is italian uh like the coquillage and the french wine but it was uh, quite good this is the only and last thing i will say anything good about france but um next one trevor Halbach. uh what is your go-to home cooked meal well i just answered that um it's pizza i mean we do it every single week uh kids like demand pizza on a very specific day it was friday and and friday night uh now it's saturday i think but uh it's almost like a tradition on tuesday even on thursday evening we do the dough we put it in the fridge uh let it rest and rise for 48 hours in the fridge well not 48 36 38 then we put it out and and i mean on saturday i would say around noon uh and then we we cook it in the evening so that is the the go-to as of late uh even mcdaniel have you gotten to dive into sharp if so what do you think of him um there is nowhere to dive on sharp you can watch the highlights being amazed and have your doubts which is where i am um so to me um it makes sense to to swing for the fences if you think that the other players will not have any chance to be a star. Uh, I'm not sure I'm there uh, for reasons that I struggle with uh, still today. I, I'm i very high on AJ Griffin. 
Um, I know that I'm the only one, so I'm trying to understand why I'm wrong. Uh, but as of today, I see a player that can and will, I think, shoot the basketball extremely well and and provide defense. So I'm I'm really high on him. Um, 2021 opt out. If the top three Chet, Jabari, Paolo were Italian wines, which ones are they? Um, I think that Chet is well. Let's start with Paolo. Paolo is. A well-rounded, full-bodied Italian wine. Uh, I would say something from Tuscany, um, something very full of flavor. Um, maybe something that um, doesn't have the. Um, I don't know. It's it's a full-bodied Italian wine, red wine, um, very strong in flavor and and well-rounded. So it has to be aged in very small. Um, wooden containers uh, i don't know the the name of the place it's called botte in italian but i don't know um chet chet is a very weird wine um like i don't know something like uh, a, um, a dry wine that you do with wine that you usually use for uh sweet wines like moscato uh, a dry moscato is maybe what chet is it's something that you say wait what is this this is very intriguing. And Jobari, Jobari is that, that bottle that you that you have a very, very fancy bottle that you you buy very early and you keep there for a like in order to age that. If you know that if you open it too early, it's uh, it's not going to be the full uh, experience. Um, there's that. I don't know. Sorry. Uh, Landon Scott, who would be your ideal consolation prize if we fall to seven or eight? Ah, that's AJ Griffin for me. Um, I really like him. Again, I said that uh, 40 plus percent from three. Very strong body. Uh, I think that the defense is a problem, but um, a solvable one. Uh, so I, I I really think that if it's seven or eight, this is not really consolation because I really want one of those two guys. But hey, uh, at least I, we can get something, someone that has some upside. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 47 lemons um, food question what is one dish that you feel will translate well for americans that we don't often eat something that may be common or even everyday in italy bonus point if it's made with ingredients easily available in america looking for new dishes to make for dinner so one that is uh, probably very very common in Italy is pasta carbonara which is basically a pasta that you do with eggs and bacon that is very good um, and I already told the recipe to to Taylor he made it it's he sounded very happy so I guess that you can find all the ingredients good pasta is a bit hard to find in the US I mean if you 
if you buy any of their normal brands, uh, usually they make pasta with a different kind of uh, f- flour uh, for American markets. So you really need to import it, with, which right now can be a little bit expensive. Um, but it, I, I can guarantee you it makes the difference. Um, another dish that I made a lot of times to my American friends uh, when I when I visited Okisito Andrew, to my um, PhD advisor and many friends that I have there, I had there when when I was at Purdue. Uh, it's risotto. Risotto is a very very common dish in Italy. We do it every week, not every day, but every week uh, in my home. Um, it's basically a way to cook rice that is, I think, Italian, 100% Italian, um, just for very quick recipe. And then you can Google it and you will find um, all the variation because as pasta, it can be made with a lot of different um, ingredients. But the main um, risotto ricetta is as follows. You take broth, um, it has to be boiling, uh, and you keep it aside. You you take a pan, um, I would say quite large, uh, but not tall. So um, I don't know how to how to measure this, but it's 10 centimeter high, usually, uh, the pot, and it's 30 centimeter uh, wide. And you put oil and finely minced uh, onion uh, on it. Um, as soon as the onion, you don't have to put the, um, the fire or the temperature too high. You don't want to burn the onion. It has to gently uh, take a yellowish, goldish color. Uh, when, you're, when you did that, put in the rice. Um, you let it um, cook for one minute, one and a half minute, not more. It has to be a slightly toasted. Then you put wine. Um, I think that the glass will suffice. For four person, you put 360 grams um, of, um, of rice, uh, and then you put a full glass of either white wine or red wine, depending on the color that you want the rice be. Um, usually it's white. You can put some sausage at this point. Uh, you can put some vegetables, but you can even let it uh, like it is. Then you... As soon as the the wine uh, evaporated, you put the broth just to cover the rice. You don't move the rice, and it has to simmer uh, gently. Uh, and if the if the broth dries, you put a little bit more. Um, if you want to move the rice, you don't want to stir it. You just want to gently move it, um, and you basically end the for like you cook it for 15 minutes. Not every quality of rice uh, you can do it, uh, but um, there are very specific ones like Arborio or Carnaroli. You, you can you can search for rice for risotto, and, and that's it's amazing. At the end, you can put um, uh, a spoon of butter. Um, the, the broth has to be completely dried up. You put the, uh, the, um, the butter inside, and that would be amazing. Okay, um, Andrew. At AndrewHCS103, would you consider someone like J.D. Davidson with the 30, 30th pick? He's really young and athletic. Um, I have yet to see him. I have yet to watch him. You know that I do deep dives and I'm not there yet. Sorry, Andrew. Kevin Chen, do you think Dallas' success with no real rim protector or and three ball handling guards can translate to OKC if we end up at four and drafting Ivy? Or is their defensive situation different from OKC and or not sustainable? Um, 
I think that everything you said on Dallas is okay uh, and right. Uh, also, they uh, they played very well, very aggressive, um, and and I want to take I don't want to take anything away from them. Um, does that mean I'm okay drafting Ivy over a guy like uh, Jabari Smith or Paulo Banquero or Chet? Probably not. Uh, it's because of talent. If he's there, then yes, of course, you take him. Um, but uh, a point guard who doesn't have an in-between game, no floater, no left hand, to me, it's quite risky. And not like Dallas at all. Uh, he doesn't defend like other players in Dallas right now. Um, Ritvek Yeduro. Are teams like Memphis and Dallas doomed due to not having a true secondary star? Ja and Luca got too good too fast, so they were, they never acquired the second star. Oh, well, Dallas tried. Uh, they really tried, and, and Memphis has a lot of assets to do so. So they, Memphis is not doomed, and Dallas is not doomed either. Uh, if they somehow uh, get to the finals. Um, I mean, playing with Luca seems a lot more interesting right now to me uh, who knows if they can package a few guys and future picks that they have they don't have every pick but they have some pick um, to get another star um, and it's not that Luca needs much yes of course if they have a guy like PG or Kawhi that would be amazing but maybe even uh, another player uh, a lesser player can suffice uh, for, for, for that kind of team so no they are not doomed um, they have a lot of bright uh, future ahead and they will be tough out against OKC in the future uh, supposing that OKC will uh, be closer in value to them in the next few years. Nickel forward, but but sorry, uh, Ritvit, uh, just to finish the um, answering your question. But yes, this is why you need to be extremely mindful about pushing the bottom because if you want to be too good too soon, like they did with Porzingis, you risk a lot. And OKC, it's not Dallas. And if they pull a Porzingis light trade and it doesn't go well. Boy, oh boy, that that is that is stinky for OKC. For Dallas, maybe not, but for OKC, it is. Uh, nickel forward, worst lottery picks in the last three years. Oh well, um, let's see. Let's start from. Uh, oh well, did uh, the, the worst. Uh, it's got to be Killian Hayes. He is just terrible, Te flat out terrible. Um, yeah, that's it. I have, I think he's by far one of the worst uh, lottery pick of the past few years. I think there are other players, but Kylian Ace comes to my mind immediately. Last year's draft is too early to say, and uh, I don't know, Hobby Toppin is not great. Um, but hey, Kylian Ace, guys, he's on the same boat as Theo Maledon, and he was picked 30 positions ahead. Um, Dr. Clem Medicine Mollusk at Medicine Clem, uh, which drink pairs well with two top four picks, 64 Dom Perignon, that is quite good, uh, two and 12 full body Porolo Clem Barolo, why Porolo? I don't know, uh, is that something that I don't know? Um, anyway, eight and 14, whatever's cheapest and in larger quantity. <laughs> 8 and 14 calls for wine <laughs> a little bit um but yeah two top four, four picks is 
surely a very good champagne. Um, I'm not sure if Presti would will indulge himself into a bottle uh, if that happens, but um, that wouldn't would not be a terrible thing to do uh, with the staff. You know, just a glass. It's um, yeah, I like I like this uh, uh, very old and fancy champagne if you do uh, but what Presti would say to you is hey we did nothing there is nothing to celebrate for we just have to make the most of it so it's basically having the grapes and yet to do the champagne um knowing sorry uh dark wing duck at the wing duck uh knowing knowing what i'm saying knowing Rookies are typically two, four years away from contributing at a high level. Shouldn't the team always usually draft BPAs? Who knows how a team will look in three years? Um, you know, I generally agree, but I think that you need to be mindful about development time. Um, this is not the right example, but bear with me for a second. Look at Tail Maladon. He had no space this year really no space of consequence um if you draft a player that is the best uh, available prospect you need to have a way in your mind to allow him to play and to play a lot of minutes you really need to do that because yes um talent is most important but opportunities are equally important uh maybe not equally but also important and so if you don't have a way to get these players on the court, like think about Okafor, uh, Noel, and Embiid. I mean, there was no real space or development time for them. So uh, I kind of want to be mindful about that. Of course, if you have two good guards, that they can play. Like another guard can surely play if he is very, very good. Because OKC will move forward from other guys like Trey Mann or Lou Dort. Um, if the if Jaden Ivey is awesome, I don't see any issues, uh, any issue like drafting him. But you need to be a little bit mindful about that, about how you want the talent that you have uh, growing with a player you're going to draft. And I think that is um, what OKC will do. Caleb Wall, favorite non-top-10 prospect prospect you've watched. So, um, this will sound stupid, uh, but I think all the prospects that we saw, me and Andrew, were kind of top-10-ish. And the first non-top-10 I've watched is Mark Williams and, and Walker Kessler. And between the two, I like Williams best by a lot, but I don't. I don't think that that is uh, what Caleb wants to hear. Um, so I don't know yet. Um, I have yet to do a lot of work uh, on on the draft. So come back to me in a couple of weeks, and I will have a better answer for that. Uh, also, Caleb, I'm planning a food-focused Italian honeymoon. Any advice on where and what to eat? Looking at southern Italy. Well, Caleb. This is way too generic. Uh, you, I can stay here and talk, I don't know, 10 hours about food in Italy. Pick something that you like in Italy uh, for other, other purposes, like, I don't know, art, uh, maybe seasiding or 
places that you like if you if you like to to like to go to the sea the food will not disappoint you anywhere like anywhere every region in italy has amazing food but if you look for a specific type of food then yeah you may you may want to go to a certain direction but again it's to me like i went to sicily three years ago and the food was insanely amazing like stuff that i still remember the taste of and it's been three years uh my region awesome um bologna area fantastic for pasta uh the south pizza amazing um i don't know center of italy meat whatever you you really won't go wrong by just pick a place because you like it you like venice go there amazing food uh different yes but still amazing so uh don't let food drive you unless you really know that you like something and you want to try it do italy is great everywhere uh in terms of food once you've decided search for the local delicacy and you will not be disappointed uh kyle johnson what's the most likely scenario with vasilje micic plays for the thunder next year uh b rights traded to as a part of a deal this offseason c stays in euroleague another year i i think c is the most likely scenario i don't think that anyone wants um his rights and so i i i think that he stays in the euroleague and maybe in a year from now that can be more of a discussion uh wes wes with an answer with, with a question that i don't know how to answer because shame on me i don't watch much of the italian league draft thoughts on gabriele procida uh or gabriele procida which is the way in which we pronounce it he's a tough guy um he played very well for national italian team a uh, summer ago um last summer but i don't uh watch italian basketball so i don't really know him i don't think his first round pick material He's a very high-level defender. Uh, he guarded Milo Teodosic uh, in the playoffs last season, and he was amazing. Uh, sorry, not in the um, postseason, in the um, uh, national basketball. Uh, like the, it was Serbia against Italy, and it was amazing against him. Uh, really amazing. Uh, so he has defensive potential. I don't know about uh, the shooting. Uh, I don't think he is a great shooter, if I remember correctly. But he's a uh, tenacious defender with uh, size and ability to pass the basketball uh, not exactly what you want from OKC but uh, nevertheless an, Ita- an, an interesting Italian prospect uh, Jake Houghton what are the best Italian cheese come on Jake I mean it's the best I mean there is a list there is a list um, my favorite yes I can tell you um, I think it is burrata which is uh, basically a mozzarella full of cream and creamy cheese it's it will blow your mind to try it but you have to try locally that is the point i mean the food that um the, the cheese that you try they have to be in the area i mean fresh food fresh uh, cheese sorry especially you really need to go there um i i was in um, puglia which is in the south um and you can find the best burrata there and i brought some to the north like in a night basically the day after not the same um really not the same it has to stay there and you have to eat it basically the same day it's it's a mind-blowing experience um lewis green what's your favorite native italian 
Safari et al., excluding Sangiovese. What's your favorite region? So I guess that this is strictly about wine, also the region. Um, I just mentioned Puglia, and I think that uh, my favorite red wines are there. Uh, Primitivo is an amazing uh, variety. Um, there is um, uh, a winery um, that has all these Primitivo wines and they basically named it after numbers. Like there is the 14, the 15, the 16 and the 17. Um, Polvadera is the, is the name. Uh, P-O-L-V-E, no, sorry, A-N-E-R-A. Um, and basically the name is the percentage of alcohol i tried the the 16 and the 17 boy oh boy these are insanely good wines um probably my among the top five bottle i have ever tried and it's not that those are extremely expensive it's just the flavor is so rich and i mean you have to try it primitivo um, hit me up if uh, my pronunciation and or my spelling uh, are uh, wrong. Uh, that can be very well true. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help you find the right professionals for your team faster and for free. When it's time for me to find a job, I went right to LinkedIn Jobs. They helped me find the right employer, and it was, man, very, very easy process. LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. LinkedIn knows that small businesses are wearing so many hats and might not have the time or resources to hire. LinkedIn is constantly finding ways to make the process easier. They even just launched a feature that helps you write job descriptions, making the process even easier and quicker. 2.5 million small businesses use LinkedIn for hiring. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash dunk. That's linkedin.com slash dunk to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Daniel, what's the lowest pick we can fall to and still realistically trade into the top three? And this is assuming realistic trades that Presti will actually consider, so not trading Shea plus Giddy plus seven to get to three, for example. Love the pod, keep up the great work. Well, thank you, Daniel. Um, I think that it really depends uh, on who's still on the board. Um, say that there is Orlando at three and Jabbar is gone, Paul is gone, and they are there with Chet. I don't think they will draft Chet. Uh, so there is a world in which they say, hey, can you give me five, four or five, 12 and 30 for number three? Suppose that they like equally Shade and Sharp and, and, and Ivy. That is something that I think a team could do. Like you, you take two picks or maybe they just ask you for 12 
and one of the Houston picks. Pick. I don't know. Um, I'm not sure I would do it. Uh, probably Andrew would think that I'm crazy, but um, there's still a lot in my head about this draft, and I don't know if Chet is the right guy. Um, it seems like it, uh, but it's uh, it's risky. Do you risk two picks for Chet? That is a very good question um, that I don't know how to answer. But I think that four and five have a chance to creep in the top three. Uh, if the right team is in the top three, not always, not necessarily. For example, I don't think that there is anything that you can do to pry away OKC4 from a top three pick. Um, so it depends on who's there. Then Smucker. Do you have a draft strategy you want the Thunder to take? It has swing big with the first pick and then go role player with the Clippers pick, something like Sharp and then Dyson Daniels, or is it purely talent acquisition? Um, the strategy is to pick whoever is highest on your board every, every single time. And the board should be done uh, thinking about talent, um, realization of that talent, and meshing that with the culture that you want to establish. Uh, this is something that they did last year. Kuminga has a crazy high talent, but their evaluation on his possibility to mesh with this current team, not so high. If, like, I don't have any way or I, I can't say they are right or I can't say why Kuminga, um, but it's clearly not talent because he's really, really talented. And so there is a mix of that. And I think that you, if you want to establish a culture, that is something that you should do. Uh, and OKC really seems to, to do it. A lemon clean. What is the worst case scenario that you would still be happy uh, with for a lottery night? 5 and 12? Yeah. 7 and 13? Come on! I mean, okay, being guys that are not pessimistic, but 7 and 13? No, that is 4 and 12 for me. 4 and 12 is okay. 5 and 12 is, yeah, maybe 5 and 12, but I would be like a little bit miffed. Um, Michael Martin, uh, at Michael on Sports, what should be the expectation for Poku going into this, his third year? To play from the beginning like he did last, the, the last part of this season, of the past season. What's your um, from Devin Elvin? Devin, sorry, Devin Eleven. Uh, what's your top five player list? Like ever uh, or current? Well, let's go current. Um, in no particular order, the players I like the most are Steph Curry, which is probably also in the right order. Um, I love Yanis. I love Jason Tatum. Um, I this is going to be a very duh kind of list. Um, let's see players that make me really well. I love Luca. <laughs> duh. <laughs> And final, final, um, um, I would say, uh, I'm deciding if I want to put a big man on this list. Uh, I don't love Embiid, 
I don't love Jokic. Um, I love Ja, but not as much. Mm, I don't know. This is a very, very interesting question. My last spot in the top five. It's not Shay. Is it? Is it Shay? I don't think so. Well, I don't know. Uh, this is my answer, Devin. Uh, the top four, I re am really convinced. The last spot, I don't know. I don't know. You pick. Oh well, well, Devin, uh, Devin Booker, maybe, maybe. I don't know. I'll leave you with that. Um, Sam Hollins asks two questions. Wow, Sam, you're greedy. Um, best ice cream to have for an affogato. Um, I think it's uh, depending on what you're affogating the the, which is not really uh, a word. Depending on what is the affogato, like it's coffee, it's a uh, spirit. Um, you have to be more specific, Sam. Um, uh, like cream and chocolate with coffee, uh, it's it's quite good. But um, you can go even a little bit more wild on the taste. Uh, it's like a salted caramel with with rum. That would be amazing. Um, again, Sam Hollins. Sam, this is my evening, by the way, and now I want affogato, salted caramel and, and rum. I will not get it because it's uh, weekdays uh, and because I don't have either in my house as of the moment. Um, Sam Hollins, again, which football, soccer team do you support and with your local team? I used to watch soccer. I don't do it anymore because of lack of time and also lack of interest. Um, it was AC Milan before my football, uh, which I suppose it's, I can say also my NFL team, it's the Seahawks, um, which are in a very, um, interesting place right now in the NFL. What are, uh, Matthew Ogan, um, what are the best individual meals and place to get them in Rome and Bologna? Oh, you need to get tortellini in Bologna, um, any place that does pasta in the city center is fine enough. If you really want to uh, to find an original one, go to Pastarina. Uh, search for that. Uh, it's pasta in an R um, e, uh, A R no R I N A. Okay. Um, in Rome, I'm not that familiar with uh, restaurant names, uh, but um, you can find the tail of the cow. That is a very, very uh, good uh, place. And also Pasta La Matriciana, uh, which I think it's uh, it's in Rome. I, I, I'm, I'm blanking. Okay, um, go for the tail of the, of the cow, which doesn't seem... Um, very interesting, but it's uh, quite good. Quite, quite good. Cashy at Cashy underscore AU. Are there any historical backcourts that compare to uh, Gideon SGA that show they, that that came? Sorry, uh, it's late. Uh, show they can make it work. Um, sorry, I'm stumble in every single question. Um, hmm. Any anyone that played alongside Jason Kidd? That may be an answer to that. Um, 
So Jefferson and and Giddy, Jefferson and and Kid. I don't know. Um, and that's not very good. But it's something that at least like I think that Giddy and Shay will make it work because there are like you don't have to think about cards. You just have to think about ball movers. Like Draymond Green probably is the same level of shooter that Josh Giddy can be. And he makes it work with Curry because of the fact that he can read the defense. He can he knows where and what to do. He knows how to play. And and Steph is just an amazing scorer. So yes, uh that can work. Um now SGA needs to shot a little bit better, like Curry from three, and that will be perfect. Uh, Colton Williams. Me and my wife don't like wine or alcohol in general. Uh, that is very healthy of you. Any suggestion for wine that doesn't taste like wine? Colton? Really? No, there is no such thing, and you should not go that route. If you want, you really need to taste, sip by sip, very good wines. Try with food. Don't search for something that has alcohol, looks like wine, but doesn't taste like it. That is a bad way to start your wine experience. Also, I'm uh, also I'm also on the AJ Griffin train. How high would you be willing to take him? Um, I think six, maybe five. Um, Sticky Wizards uh, at Sticky Wizards zero zero. What's the food you haven't tried, but want to? Hmm. I haven't tried. Well, a uh, variety of crabs that I never tried, like the giant ones. I don't think I have tried it. Um, I want to try cuisines that I didn't try, like South America, real authentic South America. Um, real Indian food, not the one that you try here. Um, also, real Japanese food. Uh, like I had sushi, but it doesn't feel authentic. I really want to try those. So, um, there's that. But I will go to Norway uh, um, in a month and I really want to try real crab, like the, the big one. Hopefully, I'll find it. At Daniel T, sorry, sorry, Daniel T at Massey DT, what's your most prized play piece of sport memorabilia? If not, is there something you would like to own? No, it's that's not me. Um, that's I. I have uh, the media card of my two games in OKC and the one. Of the summer league, the two summer leagues, I have them somewhere. Does that count? If so, that's it. Uh, at Colton Williams, sorry, Colton Williams, not at. Uh, would you rather have Anthony Edwards or SGA? SGA. Uh, I think, like I was, le- I'm less sure now than last year, but Shea, Shea I think it's better. Nathan Webeck. There are none of the super teams left in the playoffs, with all remaining teams having one, two stars and great role players. Is the mindset of just get talent and worry about fit later flawed? No, no, absolutely not. Because, um, I mean, 
they, everyone says that Tillman or Bain are, or Clark are fit over talent kind of things. I think that they just had a better evaluation of talent than most, even than OKC, because Clark is, I think, better than Baisley. And they just happened to be there. Remember what Memphis did for Zaire Williams. They really shoot for talent. So don't mistake very good picks later in the draft that are great role players with uh, best talent available. Because that is talent. That was the best talent available for them at, the, at that moment. So it was not just, hey, let's draft a role player. No, no, no. Bain was there. And they picked him. And it was the best talent available. Um, I think I can answer... Well, I have just three left. Great work, Michele. Uh, Adam Evans. Uh, Michele, I'm coming to Italy in June and will be in Rome, Florence, Cinque Terre and Venice. What wines and cheese do we need to zero in um, on zero in on in any of those city towns? Hey, Adam, uh, I talked about food a lot. Hit me up uh, or I'll try to remember. When you're in Florence, though, go in Piazza della Signoria and go to Rivoir, which is the main uh, low, like a club there, it's a bar. Sit outside and just enjoy whatever wine you want, a glass, because it's the most amazing place in the world, if you ask me. Um, debatable Dada Deluge. If the world breaks and the thunder lands, um, pick one and two, who do you choose? If not the other one of the top three, four, why not uh, the other one of the top three, four? I know me saying means we will end up with eight and thirteen picks. I think I would go Jabari and oh my god, I don't know. Uh, Jabari and Chad? Yeah, Jabari and Chad. Um, why not? Because I had to basically toss a coin between Jabari and pa- uh, between Chad and Paolo. Uh, I think I could not pass on Jabari. But Jabari and, and Chad give me, I don't know, I don't know. It's very close. It's very close. Um, that's it, guys. Uh, I made it. Um, so, very, very important thing to say. Tomorrow, it's lottery day. Go to the Down to Dunk party. I think it's at the Joan Assembly. Uh, I hope I pronounced it right. Probably not. But Andrew put everything uh, on Twitter, so you know where to be. You have to be with them. Go there, because I can't, and I would go there, because the vibe, sharing the moment with your friends, with guys that are there with the same hopes, with the same knowledge of the situation, is going to be extremely important. And think about me. I would just wake up in the morning, alone, scrolling Twitter and say, oh, no, 7 and 13, or, oh, wow, 1 and 12, hey, let's go pod. Um, You have the chance to have a great party, no matter what happens. You can have fun. So go and do it. Uh, Thank you all for your amazing questions. I hope I gave you enough answer on food and basketball. Uh, If not, hey, uh, I'm here. Hit me up again. I will try to answer. Take care, and we will talk next week or maybe earlier. Who knows? Bye.